Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to the show this morning. We're so glad to have you with us this morning, this evening, tonight. Whenever you're listening, a little bit uncomfortable here, but if you are tired of listening to that dadgum intro, our intro that you've heard about 20-something times by now, we've made it exactly almost 30 seconds, and there is a 30-second skip on the right side of your phone if you're listening on iTunes. So you could essentially just cancel our intro. It's a little uncomfortable for us, but we'll get over it. Sean's going to open us up in prayer this morning. Dear God, just uh, thank you for these men. Uh, Thank you for what they mean to me, God. Just uh, help us to glorify you, Lord, in in everything that we do, God. Help us to have a a great rest of our week and going into this weekend, Lord. Just uh, help us to um, do some great mighty things in your name. Uh, we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, this is Obi. It's my week. It's my topic this week, and um, we're going to talk about something that uh, I feel like we talked about, you know, throughout throughout the podcast. You know, I don't know how many how many episodes we've had now twenty. Five to thirty episodes, roughly, um, you know, and I feel like the, that that uh, a central theme, at least on my behalf, is hitting somewhat on psychology, the the psychology of our minds. I'm something that I'm very passionate about. It's something that uh, I feel like that the world, people in general, uh, struggle with in a big way, and. I feel like that it's something that we need to talk about and, uh, you know, just the, the struggles, the, the strongholds, um, that we have within our minds, you know, the strongholds that take root and that ultimately, uh, can be the demise or the growth, uh, of, of us, of, of us being able to, you know, live this life with joy and peace and so basically again what I'm what I'm what we're going to talk about today is taking down your strongholds taking down your strongholds whatever that may be it's going to be different for all of us uh it may be the same for all of us but you'll recall if you've listened to our podcast much that we've talked about overcoming stress and anxiety and we've overcome facing your fears and we've We've talked about all of those things, and um, you know, modern psychology and the Bible both agree that our thoughts shape our lives, and so because of that, and and if the if the Bible and if all these smart guys that study behavior and psychology are agreeing that basically. As our minds go, our lives go. I think it's a pretty important topic. Uh, I think it's something that we need to that we need to hit on more often than not. And so, anyway, something I'm passionate about. You know, I've been reading a couple books that um, 
that deal with it. We've talked about the Mark Batterson book that I've read called Win the Day. Mark Batterson really deals with some, in that book, he deals with some practical ways to overcome stress and anxiety, some habits to basically win the battle of your mind. Um, you know, another book that I am reading right now is called Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Groeschel. Um, it's, I'm only about a third of the way through it, maybe even a quarter of the way through it, but just a lot, a lot of really practical ways to, um, to, to win that battle, to, to, um, put into practice just very practical ways of, of winning each day and focusing on how we can win the battle of our minds. And so what I want to talk about today is that, and, uh, you know, in, in my research and a lot of what I've read, you know, just a few things that I think our listeners and and the guys here will find interesting is that, um, you know, first of all, if you want to change your life, you have got to change your story. And 75% of New Year's resolutions fail in the first month. So when I heard that, I was like, hmm, why? You know, why is it that 75% of New Year's resolutions fail in the first month? Uh, The ultimate answer to that question was that it's overwhelming to look at our goals over the span of a year. We have to look at our goals in what, what Mark Batterson calls day-tight compartments. You know, we have to focus on the day, focus on the week, focus on the month, and then ultimately we're able to win the year, accomplish the, the resolution that only 25% of people actually accomplish, which I believe is probably higher than the actual number. Um, but another, another really interesting thing that I read is that on average, a human being has about 60,000 thoughts per day. And according to a study done by the Cleveland clinic, about 80% of those thoughts are negative. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. That's that's exactly what I thought. So like what that's the, that when you say that, that's the majority of people. That's right. That's that's the average, that's, right? That's on average. 85%. 80%. 80%. The 80%. So 60,000 thoughts per day on average by an average human being, 80%, what is that, 48,000? 48,000 of those 60,000 thoughts are negative thoughts. I feel like that that's like a huge problem. You know, I mean, if the battle is won or lost in our minds, that means that 80% of people are losing, right? I mean, that, that that's kind of what it says to me. Behind the eight ball daily. It, that's right. That's right. They wake up in the morning behind the, behind the eight ball because 80% of eight, – eight out of every ten thoughts they have are negative. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think – I think it's important. First of all, Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if 80% of our thoughts are negative, the Bible is telling us that 
our lives are going to be negative. We're we're going to be negative. So I know I'm a little late getting to our our verse, our, our verse of the day here, but um, I'm going to go ahead and read it. It's Proverbs 21.22. Proverbs 21.22 says, One who is wise can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. So one last time, Proverbs 21.22, One who is wise can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. So wh- where do you get your wisdom from? You know, um, you know, wh- where are you getting your information? Who's who's the narrator of your life? Um, you know, is is God the narrator of your life, or is are you allowing people to be the narrator of your life? So, you know, getting back to this, this eighty percent of our thoughts are negative. You know. Our mind, God gives our mind so much power. We we have the power to lower our blood pressure. We have the power to lower our pulse. You know, if we want to try to get our pulse rate down, our minds, we have the power inside of us to do that. We have the power to boost our immune systems. I mean, we can literally either make ourselves get better or we can actually make ourselves get sick. We can, so all of those things that we can do with our minds, we can do just the opposite as well. We can make our blood pressure higher. We can make our pulse rate higher. We can make our immune system worse, (laughs) you know, and you know, a, a lot of the stuff that, that, that I'm reading is the, you know, the fact that, you know, we, a lot of us already knew this, but our perception is our reality. You know, I was talking to Shane at breakfast last week about this. Um, you know, I read this quote, unknown author, a um, little bit of a tongue twister, but I think it's so important. Um, the quote is, I am not what I think I am. And I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just for everybody that, that didn't get that and then is trying to wrap their mind around that, I am not what I think I am, and I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Guys, we get our sense of self from everyone else. We, we believe what everyone tells us, you know, and we look at what other people think about us, and that's ultimately how we establish our identity. And, um, you know, just another, another play on that, another way to look at it is a lie believed as truth will affect your life as if it were actually true. Mm-hmm. But it's a lie. It's a lie, you know, and the devil is just feeding us these lies day in and day out, day in and day out. And we believe these lies as truth. And because we do, they are, they are our truth. And, and it's just, this is all just so interesting to me because I feel like the more, first of all, I feel like the more I study this subject, the more that I prepare 
my mind for battle. I feel like that the fact is, is that as a world, as people in this sin forsaken world, we have to accept the fact that we are in a battle for our minds. I feel like that we have to accept that. We have to declare war with the devil, the father of lies, because he's the one feeding us this information that is not true. The truth is, I'm not a victim of my own mind. The truth is, the battle's already been won. The battle's already been won. Amen. So, you know, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it around. I, I, I've been talking you know, this whole time now, but I just, I, I, I want our listeners to understand that first of all, we all struggle with negative thoughts, obviously 80% of the country, 80% of the world, you know, struggles with negative thoughts Two, there is an answer to all of the thoughts all of the lies that are being fed to you. And that answer is to allow the truth, which Jesus speaks the truth, okay? So it's, it's allowing the truth to, um, you know, to, to set you free. I mean, I mean that's, that's exactly what, what it is, you know? So in John chapter 8, um, Jesus is talking to the Jews and just a little preface on, on John chapter eight, verse 44, which is what I'm about to read you. Um, Jesus is telling the Jews here that they, their that their father, they is not God, that the way that they're acting and the fact that they aren't believing him and that they're basically sending him to the cross is proof that their father is the devil and that they're allowing the devil to be their father. And he says in John chapter eight, verse 44, you being, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding the truth for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language for he is a liar and he is the father of lies. So, guys, we're in a battle. Uh, we're in a battle for our minds, and, um, you know, I just want to pass it around the room a little bit and, and see what you guys think on this subject and, uh, you know, get some of your thoughts. It's a super power, powerful, powerful subject, um, and um, it, it makes me think about Gosh, I mean, it, it just makes me think about how uh, how many times in my life, whenever I wanted somebody to tell me that I was okay, you know, like uh, whenever I was struggling with, uh, for me, um, anybody who knows me knows that um, I'm very top A, very go, go, go. And um, for me, whenever I, str- I struggle with my health, you know, and I said, when, when, and just worrying about my health, okay? I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with me because I'm, I'm perfectly healthy. However, um, just uh, probably about six months ago, I went, to, uh, I went to the doctor because my heart was beating funny. And, uh, and anyway, um, they did 12 lead EKGs. They referred me to a cardiologist as a precaution, 
precautionary type deal. And uh, anyway, I went into uh, uh, Dr. Masari's office, who's um, <coughs> who's uh, here in Longview. He's a um, I, the electro something cardiologist. I don't know exactly what you call his title, but a sharp cookie. He's about my age, uh, 44, 45 years old. And um, anyway, uh, he came in and he said, the first thing I need you to know is there's absolutely nothing wrong with your heart. Like you are as healthy as a horse. And for me, like him coming in the room and saying that and looking me in the eye was like, oh, wow, you know, I'm not going to die. Mm-hmm. No, you like feel I, like you could take yeah, a deep breath again. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and I couldn't tell myself that I needed I needed feedback from a professional to tell me that there was nothing wrong with me. In order, for, in order, for, I mean, it was like a monkey jumped off my back. Mm-hmm. And uh, but before he ever walked in that room, a million lies are going through my mind. You're going to die next week. You're there's something bad wrong with you. I mean, like, just my mind's going a million miles an hour, and it just, you know, is a reinforcement of what Obi just said about, hey, you know, 85% of what we tell ourselves or these thoughts we have day in and day out are negative. That is so true, you know, because it's it's our human nature. We automatically want to default to worst-case scenario. You know, it's our default, Mm -hmm. and um, that's a scary it's a scary place to be, and I think anybody, who, also anybody who knows me, I think would probably say, Sean's a pretty positive person. He's like very, let's go get it, let's make it happen, we're going to win, we're going to do this, you know. Um, I, and even so, I still struggle, you know, with uh, with these negative thoughts that I have, and um, and praise God, there was nothing wrong with me, um, and, and everything's okay today, but... Just hearing that from him, um, I think we all need that, man, a day in and day out. Um, and uh, it is a real struggle. Um, I was a, a sociology minor uh, in college, which is the study of human behavior, and uh, we took a bunch of psychology classes, and a lot of them were just super interesting about how uh, how the human mind does work. And um, it, it is no question the most powerful tool that God has given us. And, uh, and we can use it for bad or good and, uh, we can allow it to, uh, destroy our, our health, um, our vision, uh, or we can, um, use our minds to, uh, do these great things and, and, you know, uh, it's, it's interesting. And, uh, anyway, so I just wanted to throw that out there from a, uh, a negative standpoint and, you know, from a negative standpoint of, Hey, this is a struggle I have. Uh, and then also, uh, from a, from the standpoint of, um, we all need this, somebody else to tell us that we're okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's a big deal. I mean, it, it all makes sense. And, uh, anyway, so it's real. So we, you know, we need that affirmation from people around us to say, Hey, this is pretty normal for you to be going through these things. You're okay. Let me help you walk through them, right? So the for the doc, the doctor for you was a, a physical case scenario Huge. where he said you're okay. Let me help you walk through this. Let me show you some practical ways to walk through this. I 100% last week was losing the battle in my mind. It's probably one of the first times where I was so 
was very aware of it, but I was kind of in a hole to where I could not pull myself out, right? And I hear myself say that and know that I can't pull myself out anyways, right? Right. But in those moments when you get to those places, you sometimes don't want to pull yourself out enough to seek help, to seek the Lord, to seek those around you. So first we got to move outside of that. And in order to move outside of that, we got to be strong in our relationship with the Lord. We have to have people around us that will say, hey, bud, I'm here with you. Let me pray for you. I'm going to help pull you out. So last week, that moment, um, my wife said, hey, you got to talk to somebody. And so I talked to a few people, and um, one of the guys I talked to, Obi and I had breakfast, Brandon and I talked. Um, one of the guys I talked to just kind of helped me, my counselor helped me practically walk through some of these things. And he gave me a verse, first, first Proverbs, first Proverbs. We got two Proverbs? <laughs> I was like, man, I missed No, that. it's Psalms, actually. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I had it pulled up here. Psalms 139, first Proverbs. <laughs> <laughs> Psalms 139, 23. This is David talking. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. That is David going to God to say, God, I need you to search me so that I know who I am. It's not search me. It's not in my power, right? David's saying, it's not in my power that I know who I am. God is only in your power. And when, when you reveal that to me, I will be revealed. So some practical things going into that. When you are feeling fear, anxiety, overwhelmed, I, I, I feel like oh, you and I have talked about, we could talk about the, the power of the mind every episode and just break it into a different subsection. For sure. Because it is, it's everything that drives our lives, right? That's right. Some practical advice when you're fear, when you're fearful, when you have anxiety, when you're overwhelmed, those things... When they happen to you, they feel like they rush up from the floor, right? And just like, woof, from your feet to your head and work its way up. And you can feel it coming. Typically, that's how physically it feels. So when those things happen, just some practical advice is understand that that's happening. Be aware to make yourself feel more grounded. Feel the things around you. Feel the floor that you're standing on feel the chair that you're sitting in feel whatever your hands are touching okay slow your breath down there's been a lot of studies on breath and how they can help control your emotions meditation meditation and then deep breath and push it to where you're feeling anxiety and those things may sound like a bunch of hoopla but if you will practice those in a, a practical way they'll help so obi mentioned John eight forty four. so I was kind of going through that a little bit further. And in 47, it says, He who is of God, it's very important, He who is of God, so we have a relationship, hears God's words, therefore you do not hear because you are not of God. Okay, so in that scenario, uh, the thing that jumps out to me with what everyone said is, 
it starts with our relationship with Jesus. And there are so many people out there, myself included, in many times in my life that thought that they had it all figured out until they get hit in the face by whatever, you know, figuratively speaking, that just rocks their world. And they don't have the foundation of Jesus in their life. And there's all of these things out there that are almost there. They've almost got it figured out. They're just missing the key piece. I think Sean's talked about this before with athletes on both sides of praising Jesus when they have great success or those who are just barely missing it. They're praising something, but it's not Jesus. And so the 80% deal is staggering to me. Like, because this is what I, having experienced, momentum is a real thing. Habits are real. So think about any good habit or bad habit we have. That didn't just happen out of nowhere. Right. It was daily that created it, good or bad. It's just a part of your everyday thing. And if you really start to assess a habit and you're able to really look back and reflect, you can see that daily habit and where it started. It might have been 20 years ago. And it literally becomes the fabric of you. So I, th- I don't know why trains come into my mind a lot. I never had like an obsession with trains, but here, here we are. Choo-choo. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I think about a coal train and chunking coal into it to create more momentum or keep it going. If 80% of every chunk of coal or shovel of coal is negative, just let that process what it's going to take to stop the train and get it going the other direction because numerically speaking, you're in a bad position odds-wise. It's a huge problem. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, uh, You've got momentum going against you that a couple of positive, godly, spirit-driven thoughts are not going to just automatically right the ship. <laughs> that's exactly you know, right. It's yeah. just like trying to stop yeah. a freight train that's gotten all of its momentum going. It's not going to happen. So it goes back to what we've talked about a lot. And and I, I just reflected on my thoughts over here. I had... I was, I do this all the time. I catch myself not breathing right. I catch myself feeling angst, you know, for no reason mm-hmm. or no reason I can stop and figure out at the moment. And not that they were negative thoughts, but they weren't glorifying the Lord. Right. They're creating negative momentum, you know, for my day. And, you know, I, as I sit here and think now, Leah's going out of town for the weekend. So for any happily married man, when your wife's going out of town, you're like, don't screw this up. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You got all four kids, you know, things like that. So that's sure. probably somewhere in the back of my mind. But, you know, in the military, they talk a lot about, uh, if you've ever read any of Jocko Willick stuff, which is awesome stuff, if if you really want mindset thinking, you know, is the your mindset your body follows. Right. And we got to create that momentum. So, but we got to do it day to day, like you talked about, Obi. So we assess Get up and get in the word, you know, or get up and say, Jesus, thank you for another day. Even if you're driving down the road, we take action, we evaluate and we do it again. And we know that the grace when it wasn't good comes from God. And when it was good, it comes from God. And we just acknowledge that. And then now we're filling that coal and creating that positive momentum to maybe go 80% the other way. And that's like, like you said, we all still have those moments of angst, of of concern, of fear. We don't even know why it's there. Mm. It's because, like you just said, the the 80% of the momentum for 
the majority of our lives where we've been able to wrap our minds around real thoughts, you know, have been, we, we've been almost brainwashed for those thoughts to be negative. And, and so, I mean, it's at, it's absolutely going against the grain to try and create positive momentum going up the creek, mm-hmm. up the river, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so it's, it's only normal, you know, to still experience moments of, this just don't feel right, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and like Shane said, you know, you, you get in those moments where when, when you fall, you're like, you kind of, you, you don't necessarily want to like immediately get up, like you said, because you want to seek help. You need some help in that moment. It's just like, it's like you just, it's you can't, little, did you tell me this? You cannot dig yourself out of the hole. Was that me and you talking? Um, Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, that analogy? We, well, we don't we don't have the power to do it. Right. It's like you know? being in digging a hole with a shovel, and you're you're everything you're doing, you're trying to dig your way out when all you got to do is reach up and grab mm. grab God's hand. That's right. It's you know we we cannot have victory over this battle of our minds, over this stronghold, without His strength and support. And so we don't have what it takes to do it on our own. The power. The power that we need is a power that we don't possess. And and so it's so important for us to understand and realize that we don't possess the power to overcome this stronghold. The devil is more powerful than we are. But if we choose to give the Lord, give it to the Lord, you know, that immediately gives us the step up, the power that we need, the strength and the support that we need to overcome the battle of this, of this daily mind battle that we're just, it's never going to end. Have you guys ever heard uh, the term neural pathways? Neural Mm. pathways. Mm -hmm. Okay. For our listeners out there. So when you, when you make a decision, you begin to create a neural pathway and the longer and the more often that decision is made, that neural pathway in your brain widens. This is a is a brain physiology. I don't know how the brain something to study the brain. Sounds good. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Making up words like Brandon does. I, I, I haven't been proven wrong yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We we'll get you though. So those think of it like a river. When a river goes off course and starts, another, I believe you maybe call it a tributary. I don't know. All kinds of new words. <laughs> <laughs> so when it starts a new course, it doesn't start off as a as a the same size river, right? It starts off as a little creek, and then it washes itself out over time because the water is running. Think of that as the decisions that we make. Every time we make that same decision regarding a situation in your life, if it goes to the same place, if you if you have something bad going on in your life and you run to a certain something to make you feel calmness, okay, then that neural pathway begins to form. And the more you do that, the more it forms. And at some point, it will just be a reaction because that neural pathway is so wide that your brain automatically goes there because it's the easiest place for your brain to go. The power of your mind. That's right. But, But that is a new habit 
and Correct. new habits are hard to develop, mm-hmm. especially when everything is stacked against you. So I think like you and Brandon have been talking about, you have to figure out how to consistently develop those good habits. And I think, you know, like I mentioned in the beginning, it's a, you got to change your story. Mm-hmm. You got to change your lifestyle. Yep. And, and that just doesn't happen overnight. You know, people, I mean, this, the diet, just think about the diet fads, you know, all these different diet fads. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm telling you, I mean, I, I have, I've, I've seen it, you know, um, but two years ago, I decided that I was going to have a lifestyle change and it, and, and I wasn't going to diet and I was just going to be healthier and I lost 50 pounds and I'm healthier than I've been in 15 years. You know, I mean, and, and, and it wasn't because I jumped on the keto craze or the Atkins diet or whatever. And then I got off of it and gained weight back. No, it's stayed off. Because I'm not blood, you know, gluttoning myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 healthy. I'm exercising. I'm I'm doing the things that I need to do and that that I'm supposed to do, you know. And and but it's been an entire lifestyle change. It hasn't been just a a fad, you know. And it's the same with the battle of our minds. I mean, we we have to figure out how to have lifestyle changes that ultimately promote healthy mindsets. And when we do that, um, I'm telling you, whenever, like Shane said, when those, when those moments of adversity strike, the neuro pathway becomes wider and it becomes wider and it becomes wider before you know it, the habit when adversity strikes is I got this, I got this. creating positive habits because you, you can change those. Right. Even if, even if those pathways are deep, you can change them to a positive direction. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. I, I really, I always go back to childhood. I think a lot of these behaviors and what, how we react, um, in these negative situations have a lot to do with how we were socially conditioned as a child. Um, and, uh, the behaviors that we saw and then turned around and mimicked. Um, I think it's, uh, interesting to look at people's childhood and see the things that they struggle with the most in their life and then to um, how that gets applied to their adulthood and uh, when you start digging in deep and I think that's what a lot of psychologists and counselors do is that they they start looking at everybody's childhood and and just to see how they were conditioned as a child and then how does this um, act out in your own personal life whenever it comes to these negative situations, they're learned habits. And um, I like how Obi was saying, you know, we have to relearn. We have to relearn how to cope with this in this certain situation. And, um, you know, like you said, Shane, you know, we need a hand. We just need to reach up and and it uh, it starts and ends with God, you know. And, uh, and then, of course, having a support system around you of uh, like-minded people who – um, who know where that uh, that strength and that help comes from, which is the Lord. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think uh, we're going to wrap this up, um, you know, but like Sean said, you know, it starts with the Lord. Uh, it starts with a relationship with God. 
um, overcoming these negative mindsets, overcoming this, this stro- these strongholds that in, in your life, whatever they are, you know, that are taking root in your mind and, and sending you down a road that is not healthy for you and that is scary and anxious and depressing and, you know, who knows? I mean, it, 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 it makes people turn to things like alcohol and drugs and, and all these things. We've talked about this in a lot of our podcasts because it's just so true in our world today. But overcoming these strongholds starts with developing an a relationship with the Lord. Amen. That's that's where it starts. And, you know, like Shane also said, seeking counsel, finding people that can help you learn how to practically uh, develop ways to deal with this stuff because it's real, you guys. We all all four of us deal with it. Everybody that I know deals with the battle of their mind, with a battle within their mind in some form or fashion. So break down the stronghold. You know, that's, that's what you've got to do. You've got to break down the stronghold. You got to first, you got to recognize what it is that is that stronghold in your life. And then once you recognize it, that's how you win the war. You win the war by breaking down the stronghold. And so, I'm going to end with the verse of the day, Proverbs 21, 22. One who is wise can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. Seek wisdom. Seek it from the living word. Seek it from the Bible. Seek it from uh, your wise friends and break those strongholds down in your life that are keeping you down. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you here. I just want to say thank you for listening, for being a listener, for being a listener and supporting this podcast. Uh, know that uh, we don't care if you support us or not, as long as you're supporting Jesus in your own life. But I would challenge you to share this with a friend today. Uh, we believe that this is a very important topic, which is why we spent spent a little bit more time on it today. It's something that affects every one of our lives sitting in this room and affects, like Obi said, a lot of people around us and our friends that we deal with. No matter no matter how you feel or how you view some of your, your buddies out there, they're probably going through some tough things right now that you may not even know about. So shoot them this podcast and maybe, maybe the Lord will work. If he decides to work, he's going to work and he'll work in their lives. If you would, uh, share it, subscribe to the channel, and uh, leave us a rating. That'll help us reach more people for Jesus. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.